0: rigorous laboratory testing for metals, glyphosate, and microbiology in order to ensure product purity and safety for your health. We manufacture our own silver products right in the heart of Texas and deliver them to you using our own warehousing and fulfillment infrastructure that we built to serve real America. All of us here at Brighton, thank you for your support. Shop our silver products at Brightonstore.com.
1: America, 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 this is the place you want to be. on TV, they offer the truth. You know, the truth will set you free. That's the bottom line. And so evil operates in darkness. The truth is the light. So come to on TV. My name is Beau Holmey. I do interviews with them regularly. This is an amazing channel. They've done amazing work. Come to on TV and listen to the truth.
2: Freedom of speech is a basic human right that has been hard-won and granted to all law-abiding Americans. As such, we should not take our freedom of speech and expression for granted. This is more important now than ever before, since world governments and the mainstream media often try to suppress those whose opinions differ from the so-called official narrative. Here at BrideonStore.com, we are dedicated to fighting for every American's right to speak their mind without the fear of censorship or suppression. That's why every purchase you make at BrideonStore.com supports our pro-liberty video sharing platform, Brighteon.com, so we can keep bringing you all the latest unrestricted video, Videos mainstream media doesn't want you to see. Support your health and this free speech platform by shopping at VarietyOnStore.com today.
3: I am the CEO of the Constitutional Chairs to Peace Officers Association. Sheriff Richard Mack is still heavily involved. He is on the board as the uh, supervisor or the board chairman, I should say. It's this um, advisory board. He's the chairman of the board. He's also the founder. He's still doing trainings. Have no fear. He still is on radio and TV with me weekly. Have no fear. Uh, but we're trying to spread out the load because there's just getting too much work. Too many people are joining the CSPOA, getting involved, making a difference, and we're grateful for that. But anyway, so think of it as a growth plan. Sheriff Mack is not with us today because he's with his mother-in-law, who sadly is about to pass away. We pray she will return to her father in heaven in peace uh, and that she'll be out of pain and distress and discomfort Uh, And so that's where the good sheriff is today. I am by myself because it's a couple of days after Christmas, hard to get solid guests, but I have no fear. I've got a bunch of great stuff for you. I thought I'd take a little bit of time to tell you what we've been doing on the radio over the last several days. Because, you know, we're on Bridey on TV simulcast with my radio show every Tuesday, the first hour of my show. My show is a two-hour, six-day-a-week broadcast called Liberty Roundtable Live. Sheriff Max on with me even after this first hour on TV on just radio most Tuesdays. The show is, like I say, two hours a day, six days a week. It's been that way for well over 25 years. Actually, it was a three-hour show, five days a week for a long time. And then I thought, you know what, let's do a four-hour show. And then I thought, that's crazy. Uh, Let's just back it off to two hours, but let's go more days a week. And that way, hey, you get more news around the clock was the goal. And uh, so the radio show is also on Brighteon Radio, uh, and they carry one hour of the show. You might want to just shout out to the powers that be and say, hey, put Sam on for two hours because then you'll get the second hour as well. But if you can't, you can go to libertyroundtable.com or lovingliberty.net. Check that out. But The reason that I tell you this is last Friday, I had Dr. Scott Bradley on the radio with me. And uh, he does a, a broadcast weekly, it's a webinar, if you will, about co- the Constitution, Q&As and a whole lot more. And Dr. Scott Bradley is a frequent guest of mine. He ran for vice president on the Constitution Party ticket. Uh, he ran for senator of the great state of Utah. Just a solid patriot. He does a DVD book series. It's a It's an educational package called To Preserve the Nation, and boy, is it good. Anyway, uh, com is uh, his domain. And we talked about radio stations in the UK jettisoning racist line from a Johnny Mathis tune when a child is born from home for Christmas, which is his album. Anyway, the article about this is on WND.com. But he basically said, hey, he doesn't know what color you are, white, yellow, black, doesn't matter. We want to wish you all a Merry Christmas and they say that's racist. I guess I just don't really get how we turn that into race, nevertheless. But the idea was we don't know what color the Savior is. Now, we don't know for a fact what color the Savior Jesus Christ was. However, I suspect he had olive color skin, right? I don't think he was just clear white. Um, I think he had a lot of, Jewish, uh, whatever you want to call it, DNA. <laughs> so I look at that and just go, have we lost our minds, ladies and gentlemen? Well, it gets worse because another church in the UK now changes the Christmas carol lyrics to recognize queer and questioning. Very strange brew here for churches. It's a, an interesting world we live in. No matter what science says, no matter what you know, reality is, we tend to want to deceive the people. It isn't about racism for them. It isn't about gender for them. It's about divide and conquer the human race on every fault line you can find. You want more proof? Now the headline from USA Today. Uh, Listen carefully. Men who dress up as black Santa Claus spread joy, diversity, and inclusion for the holidays. USA Today. Wow, what a very unique headline, I say. So let me get this right. I'm not allowed to dress up as blackface because I'm a white guy, right? If I dress up as a black Santa Claus, then I can spread joy, diversity, and inclusion, right? For the holidays, don't you know? But I don't dare dress up as a black Santa or a blackface because I'll get slaughtered by the racial police. How dare I, right? So my only option left if I'm a white guy is to not dress up as a black Santa, but to dress up as a white one. But if I dress up as a white Santa, will I bring listen, will I be able to spread joy and bring joy and spread diversity and inclusion? If I'm a white Santa? Probably not. That'd be a racist Santa because white people are racist and there's no way to prevent it. You see it's ingrained, it's innate, it's right? In fact, the fact that I don't even know it just proves how true it is, right? So my options are pretty nil. I dress up as a white racist Santa, or I could dress up as a black Santa, but neither will allow me as a white man to spread joy, diversity, and inclusion, right? Is that what they're saying? Well, USA Today, in my opinion, is part of the divide and conquer satanic culture. Uh, and shame on them for even such a racially tinged line such as this. Now you can debate whether you think Santa's real or not, whether you debate whether it's a lie telling your children or not. You can debate all these things. But you know what? I believe Santa was intended just like John the Baptist to kind to kind of point the way to Christ. You know Santa comes in red, so does Jesus Christ. Santa does good deeds all day all year long like Christ I think Santa is merely a figure to point the way to Christ and since we know that mom and dad and many others are you know folks at the mall and stuff are playing Santa uh, I think our goals are to try to promote good I don't think it's a divisionalary racist thing let me explain how it ought to be if you're white and you're going to be Santa Claus you ought to be a white Santa If you're black, then you ought to be a black Santa. And if you're Asian, you ought to be an Asian Santa. And so on and so on through all the cultures of the world. I didn't realize that doing good deeds daily, like the Boy Scouts used to say, sad the Boy Scouts have gone their own way and I'm not with them anymore. Nevertheless, I I digress except to say, look, why can't we just focus for one day on something good without division? Even the troops you hear about in wars gone past, You know, when they're in the foxholes and it's Christmas, they lay down their guns and they start singing Christmas carols. And before you know it, you hear singing breaking out on both sides of the war, right? Why is that? And what can we do when it comes to the culture thugs? How do we get them to jump aboard? It's just amazing, ladies and gentlemen. They want to divide and conquer at every turn. I believe we're all God's children and we should behave like it, which means we ought to treat everybody with kindness and love and appreciation and respect. And if you're black, it is no sin to be proud and happy uh, and grateful for your roots and your race and your culture and your ethnicity. If you're white, the same goes true. If you're Asian, the same goes true. If you're whatever, Native American, the same goes true. In fact, I remember I was on an Alaskan cruise one time, and they started talking about the Native Americans. And I raised my hand, and I said, I'm a Native American because I was born here, and so were my parents, and et cetera, et cetera, and so were their parents. And I said, you know, so I'm a Native American. And the guy laughed, looked at me and laughed at me, and he goes, no, you're not. You're an American native. <laughs> said, okay. So, see, how do you figure that out? If a white person is born in Mexico and their country is Mexico, right, they're a citizen of Mexico, are they a Mexican? Yeah, they're just a white Mexican, right? Maybe they have historical roots in Europe or whatever, but they, so we've got to stop all this division regarding ethnicity or whatever else. We got to realize, especially at least on one day, man, I want to dress up as me and I want to spread joy everywhere I go. And I think everyone should be doing the same Santa Claus or not. I believe that we all ought to treat one another with kindness, love, and civility and respect. By the way, have you read The Mainspring of Human Progress? It's a book written by Henry uh, Grady, and uh, it really kind of puts perspective on things, if you will. That was hour one that I spent with Dr. Scott Bradley talking about all that. Hour two on Friday of my radio show, and I'm highlighting this for a reason, we had on Patty Stockman. Patty Stockman is the wife of former Congressman Steve Stockman, And we talked about an FBI agent pleads guilty to destroying evidence to frame a pro-Trump political prisoner. Yeah, the gateway pundit with the peace. Guy is former Arkansas, Arkansas state senator. Guy is a guy by the name of John Woods, who's a political prisoner. So former Arkansas state senator, John Woods, was the first elected official in his state to endorse President Donald Trump in 2016. Two years later, U.S. District Judge Timothy Albrecht, who's at the Western District of Arkansas, sentenced Woods to serve 18 years in a federal prison, ladies and gentlemen, in addition to three years of what's called supervised release, and he ordered Woods to pay $1.6 million in restitution. Kind of an Alex Jones sentencing, but Jones's was even worse, right? The lead FBI agent in this case now pled guilty to destroying sculpatory evidence which could have proved Woods' innocence, ladies and gentlemen. According to court documents, former agent Robert Cesario was charged with corrupt destruction of records in an official proceeding in connection to the corruption trial of former state Senator John Woods of Springdale, Arkansas. Now, John Woods, believe it or not, folks, still today sits in prison, even though the corrupt Department of Justice and the corrupt FBI have now admitted they framed an innocent man by destroying evidence. Yeah, the FBI literally admits, and the DOJ literally admits, their inside man FBI agent, Robert Cisneros, destroyed evidence. Woods obtained funds for a Christian school in Arkansas, and the government alleged that the donation to the school was a form of fraud because it was collected under false pretenses. Now, I don't know if you know, but that's the government's favorite trick using fraud to any transaction that they don't like, but the court, listen, the court has known about the illegal destruction of evidence the entire time woods appeal to the eighth circuit court of appeals. Uh, I guess appellate judge Jane Kelly, an Obama appointee, Michael J. Malloy, a Bush senior appointee, and Jonathan A. Cobase, a Trump appointee, I guess on October 16, 2020, was denied, even though the appellate court knew that the FBI destroyed relevant Evidence in the case on purpose. So, believe it or not, this poor political prisoner, John Woods, we're trying to help him. We're trying to push to get him out of jail. It is the saddest story ever. There's a rally to support John Woods at 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. It'll be January the 3rd. That's a Tuesday, from what I understand. It'll be on the sidewalk. In front of U.S. District Courthouse that will be at 30 South, 6th Street. That is 6th Street and Rogers Avenue, I guess, in Fort Smith, Arkansas, ladies and gentlemen. I bring that up because, wow, what a what a shame that is. And our prayers are with John Woods that he can recover, that he can survive this thing, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, I wanted to make sure you knew about that. We'll try to get Patty Stockman on the live TV broadcast with us as well. Maybe we can get Steve to join her. Uh, Steve met uh, John in prison before they released Steve. Now Steve's having a lot of trouble with his health, Mr. Steve Stockman, because they they literally left him in prison when COVID was going around. They let a lot of prisoners go home so they wouldn't get COVID. But in Steve's case, they left him there. He got covid He's already a diabetic and everything else, and it's led to serious health problems for poor Steve. Wow. We finished with Dr. Scott Bradley on Friday, the second hour, by the way, and we said, do you even know what a varlet is? Rhymes with harlot, but it's called varlet, V-A-R-L-E-T, and it's a, a politician. It's just a corrupt, sleazy politician, if you will. All right, on Monday, we talked to Dr. Scott Bradley again on the radio. That was yesterday. And we talked about how he's the founder and chairman of the Constitution Commemoration Foundation. He does great work there, by the way. We played the song, Mary, Did You Know, from Peter Hollins, one of the best renditions of Mary, Did You Know, I've ever heard. We then talked about in detail the untold story of Christmas, America's first Christmases. All right, we talked about defending Utah.org. They've got a video up about that and everything else. We did the radio version. We talked about Christmas in early America, a revolutionary Christmas. We talked about that all revolutions are not created equal. We talked about General George Washington came up with a plan to attack Trenton. It was a brilliant tactical success. He divided the troops over and over and over again. Most people would think he's crazy that you'd be destined to lose if you did that. But the dividing of troops like he did was actually the success of General George Washington's plan. They attacked Trenton. They went back to Valley Forge. And they notched an incredible victory before the end of the year that really was the tide turner regarding the Revolutionary War. We talked about God bless General John Glover of the Marblehead Regiment. Wow, they were incredible in the Revolutionary War. John Glover was a general. He lived November 5th, 1732 to January 30th, 1797. He was an American fisherman, merchant, and he turned into a military leader from Marblehead, Massachusetts, ladies and gentlemen. He was a brigadier, Brigadier General in the Continental Army, ladies and gentlemen. The guy was just huge. Uh, the guy did so much good. Uh, every time that George Washington needed to escape, you know, the British would have the American Army or the Continental Army pinned against a river thinking, you know what, you're done now. And they decided to go womanize and drink and party and, you know, what? we'll annihilate these yahoos in the morning. But every time they'd wake up, General George Washington would be gone. How? Because these incredible fishermen, interestingly, the Savior called fishermen too. But anyway, these incredible sea-going men were just tougher than nails. And they, in the middle of the winter, would dodge ice blocks. From smashing their boats, they'd use long poles to push off the ice blocks and protect their 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 boats and things like that. And they saved General George Washington over and over. They were so pivotal in the war. It's shocking we don't hear about hear more about these wonderful marble head regiment gentlemen led by General John Glover. But anyway, when the attack on Trenton happened again, it was Glover's men uh, who literally saved the day and got the troops across. They are American heroes. We talked about that. We talked about how the most dangerous parts of the war were on the water, believe it or not. Uh, the French ships came in and helped defend the Americans from the British. What a blessing that turned out to be. We talked about these British prison ships, also known as hell ships. They were death traps for POW Continental soldiers, ladies and gentlemen. And then we talked about these are the times that try men's souls, Thomas Paine. And so George Washington's plan appealed to folks in many different ways, from the writings of Thomas Paine to the win at Trenton, and then to understand the term black-robed regiment has nothing to do with race, has nothing to do with the attire they wore going into battle, has everything to do with the influential clergymen who promoted American independence from Britain, from the pulpits of America. Putting themselves in danger. But they promoted American independence. They backed it. They used the Bible as the guide for in, uh, indignation that was righteous. They did a phenomenal job. We then played a song from Point of Grace called Labor of Love. It talks about Mary's struggles to bring baby Jesus into the world. We talked about the refiner's fire that the American patriots went through. They were fully committed American patriots, and they sacrificed everything for the sacred cause of liberty. General George Washington rejected power over and over and over again. He could have been king. He could have been leader of the military forever. He chose to walk away and step down. What an American hero. We talked then about the sixth president of the United States, You know who that is? John Quincy Adams. And he used a large patriotic gathering on July 4th, 1837, celebrating the, quote, 61st anniversary of the Declaration of Independence. And he used that talk to speak about Jesus Christ and his birth. Listen, the birth of our nation is directly linked to the birthday of the Savior That's what John Adams spent his time discussing. We need to understand that this nation had God's hand on it in its creation. And this nation is where righteous people can live and love and pray and worship and prepare a people for when the Savior Jesus Christ returns. It should be our sacred honor to do so, ladies and gentlemen. So we talked about to preserve the nation. Dr. Bradley's Collegiate Series is a call to action. The statesmen of the states, men and women of the caliber of the American founding fathers and founding women, must be raised up. The timeless wisdom that established the United States must again be vigorously applied. The foundational principles must be learned, understood, and embraced, ladies and gentlemen. Talk more about this and a whole lot of other topics in seconds, right here on the Sheriff Mac Show. This is Liberty Roundtable Live and TV.
4: I feel that Juvent is helping me to get better every day in every way.
0: That impact is what has been shown to help improve your bone density. Without that impact, you're missing a very important nutrient in your physical conditioning program. The Juvent Micro
1: Impact System allows the person to create more joint range of motion. Now I know there's a chance that nourishment can take place to that joint.
0: GMOs and pesticides in your storable food choose organic, lab-tested, storable food solutions from the Health Ranger Store. We are the only emergency food manufacturer in the world that subjects each of our ingredients to rigorous laboratory testing that covers herbicides, heavy metals, aflatoxins, identity testing, and bacteria tests, including E. coli, salmonella, yeast, and mold. At healthrangerstore.com, you'll find certified organic, lab-tested, freeze-dried fruits, microalgae superfoods, protein powders, and supplements. We offer emergency first aid colloidal silver products made with Texas rainwater. And our Ranger buckets feature an impressive assortment of organic storable food items, professionally vacuum sealed in heavy duty bags, that are stacked in rugged buckets for long-term storage. Check out our preparedness foods, supplements, personal care, and emergency first aid products at HealthRangerStore.com.
3: If we do what the Founding Fathers did, if we teach and vigorously apply the Supreme Law of the Land, the Constitution, and all that it provides for us, then the results will be as they were in the beginning, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen. America may become again the freest, most prosperous, most respected, and happiest nation on the face of the earth. It is the intention of this lecture series, meaning To Preserve the Nation, to begin that restoration process. We got work to do, folks, and we're counting on you. You want to learn more about that collegiate series that I was talking about? ToPreserveTheNation.com, Dr. Scott Bradley's site is where you go for that. Uh, Anyway, one of these weeks we'll try to get Dr. Bradley on with us uh, on TV as well. All right, experts now say it's time to wear masks again. Yeah. The New York Times tells us about this. It's just a disgrace, but there you go. They say, quote, a high-quality, well-fitting mask is your best protection against infection from the coronavirus, influenza, and RSV. So now they're just trying to scare you into wearing masks again. Never mind the scientific evidence that proves that masks don't do any good in these situations. Now, don't get me wrong, folks. Let me be very clear. If you work in a medical profession and you have a serious, you know, professional-grade mask and it's tight-fitting and you know how to wear it and you put it on appropriately as a medical professional and you use it responsibly and wisely, masks might do good in those settings. Okay? But when you're the average Joe and your mask leaks like a sieve and doesn't fit well really at all, and you wear your mask and put it in your glove box or whatever in your car and then wear the mask again to another place and to another place or wear it all day and whatever you do, uh, folks, you grab your mask, you take it off with your hands, you put it back on, you take it off, you keep touching your face every time you do it in your nose. It goes contrary to everything we've been told. Well, don't touch your face. Well, when you when you wear a mask, you touch your face 10 times more often, folks. You just do. To adjust it, to pull it down, to breathe, to put it on, to take it off. I keep going. So these people are psychotic, but they're continuing to hammer home the dishonest, satanic lie straight from the pit of hell. But make no mistake now, they're telling you it's not just COVID now. It's a triple threat. Well, what will it be? More and more and more threats, more and more and more illness, more and more shut you down, more and more social distancing, more and more masks, creating oxygen, uh, what do you want to call it, it deprived oxygen, uh, starved brains and such. I mean, it's just like psychotic. But now they say in California, in Los Angeles County, and in New York City, they're literally calling for the masks because the cocoa's on a spike. Maybe they ought to try a vermectin. Maybe they ought to try helping people get oxygen at home. Maybe they ought to try to help people get, uh, you know, hydration. Okay? You can give people um, hydration fairly easily. There's a lot of ways to do it. Um, what do they call those things? Something ringers. Uh, anyway, you can, you can go to the hospital and get um, an IV, and you can get these ringers. Uh, shoot, what are they called? Anyway, I'll, I'll have to get the name. But they're, they're, And they can hydrate people. If they hydrated people and gave people oxygen and gave people ivermectin, it would be interesting to see. Along with vitamin C, vitamin D, zinc, and other natural God-ordained herbs, you wonder what the death rate and or the hospital rate would even be. Oh, they're called lactated ringers is what they're called. If you go to the hospital, ask them for lactated ringers. You say, what is it, Sam. It's an IV, but it's not just saltwater saline solution. It's actually, um, from what I understand, there's sugars in it and there's other things. It really makes a difference when you get super dehydrated from COVID. But if you were allowed to have people at home so they wouldn't get together and give each other the illnesses, and you gave them, had people traveling around giving them lactated ringers and giving people oxygen so they could stay at home. Uh, then giving people the vitamin C, vitamin D, zinc, and other things, along with ivermectin, I'm telling you right now, you would see a sea change. You would see a sea change in what is happening now. So shame on these people that are just running around saying, wear masks again. Those are the same people that are going to say, you're going to have to have a COVID vaccine to do anything, or you're going to have to have a vaccine card to travel. They're talking about it internationally now, but trust you me, it'll be a domestic thing before long if these tyrannical thugs have their way. All right, Judge Peter Thompson did not find clear evidence. He called it clear and convincing evidence, by the way, of widespread misconduct during the 2022 elections. He said that Kerry Lake's witnesses lacked, quote, personal knowledge of intentional misconduct, the Washington Post reported. There you have it. He went on to say the court cannot accept speculation or conjecture in place of clear and convincing evidence. Thompson stated that, Thompson stated, Lake plans to appeal the ruling, don't you know? We'll keep an eye on that ball, but it's not looking good for Kerry Lake. Uh, we want to solve election fraud, but it just seems like these people are too evil. Uh, look, we're not getting any ground in the courts when it comes to election fraud or election integrity issues. None. Nada. Again, uh, there's no clear and convincing evidence. Well, did Kerry even get to submit all her evidence? Did she really get to call the witnesses? Well, it sounds like it. They say it was a two-day trial hearing, but people that were witnesses were ignored. I kid you not. People who are FBI witnesses got – I'm sorry. People who were witnesses got ignored. Let me give you an example to prove the point. There's a headline now in worldnetdaily.com. Bob Unruh wrote it, okay? And it says this, election investigator wins lawsuit over 120,000 missing voters. Far fewer people registered to vote in one state than there were ballots cast and counted. Bob Unruh. American voters may be soon getting answers to what happened to the 120,000 people in Pennsylvania who allegedly voted in 2020, but now they cannot be found. You say, how, what, huh? The Thomas More Society says that's because the judge had ordered them to give her the vote cast records the actual digital copy of the files. Who are we talking about? We're talking about investigator. Her name is Heather Honey. And Heather Honey runs an investigative firm. Um, uh, Let's see, what's that firm called? I wrote this down. Uh, She runs an investigative firm. Um, It's called Haystack Investigations. And Heather Honey uh, basically was standing in voting line And she saw anomalies where uh, the husband was able to vote right in front of her. And the wife wasn't. They said, you already voted. And she swore up and down she didn't vote. Well, that made Heather Honey go, hmm, what the heck's going on? So Heather looked into all that and literally found out and said, oh, my gosh, this is fraud. So the bottom line is she sued and won. And now that will have to include every precinct tabulator and central tabulator used In the 2020 election, her documented evidence is showing that Pennsylvania's 2020 election results show that there were 120,000 less literal voters than ballots counted, she explained. That's 120,000 votes that cannot legally be attached to an actual voter, the Thomas More Society Special Counsel. Tom breath, uh, told everyone the legal team explains that honey that's Heather honey has told the story of standing in line with her son anyway. And then she talked about this elder couple, the more that Miss Honey learned, the more she came to believe that the, that the Pennsylvania department of state was giving guidance to election officials that was based on political reasons rather than the law. So the court ruling found that the voter records, well, that's not the content of ballot boxes or voting machines. Therefore, they had earlier denied her access to the election information, but they eventually were forced to give it to her. So, well, she's one of the people that testified, by the way, in Arizona. So this is what I find super fascinating about this whole story. The court cannot expect speculation or conjecture. I get it. Heather's information is solid. She's a professional investigator, for crying out loud. So on one hand, Carrie Lake lost in Arizona. But you know what? Heather, honey, is winning in Pennsylvania. We shall keep an eye on both balls just for you so that you know what the heck's going on. All right. The FBI is criminal, as you already know, but it now admits to more criminality. Not only was the FBI case that I highlighted for you earlier about this guy going against uh, the former Arkansas state senator and the FBI agent got caught destroying evidence. But now the FBI blatantly admits in the Twitter files that it meddles in numerous companies, not just Twitter, writes Victoria Marshall. Okay, think about that. The FBI admits – so here's what happened. When we caught the FBI meddling in Twitter so bad, the FBI, in an effort to defend itself, literally admitted how psychotic, satanic, and abusive they really are. Okay, so what happened is we said, man, FBI is sure involved in Twitter in some very problematic ways. The FBI came back and said, oh, my gosh, conspiracy theorists are everywhere. This is crazy. We're not doing anything different than we've been doing for a long time to all kinds of companies. Well, they thought that would get them out of hot water, but now that has literally <laughs> run this to ground to where more Americans are going, are you kidding me? James Cumber or Com- Comer, I'm sorry, he's a Republican of Kentucky. He's the incoming chairman of the House Oversight Committee, said, you know what? The FBI needs to be absolutely dismantled after the latest installment of the, quote, Twitter files, revealed that the Bureau was in constant contact with Twitter before even Musk took over the National Review reports. And this is serious. What else are they involved in at the FBI? The entire FBI needs to be dismantled. We need to start over. Anyway, I commend him for what he's written about this. Uh, But here is a video to highlight the point we're making.
2: Now we are getting our first response from the FBI to the Twitter file dumps. The statement reads, The correspondence between the FBI and Twitter show nothing more than examples of our traditional longstanding and ongoing federal government and private sector engagements which involved numerous companies over multiple sectors and industries. As evidenced in the correspondence, the FBI provides critical information to the private sector in an effort to allow them to protect themselves and their customers. The men and women of the FBI work every day to protect the American public. It is unfortunate that conspiracy theorists and others are feeding the American public misinformation with the sole purpose of attempting to discredit The agency. That, Justin.
3: John? All right. Noted.
5: The White House struggling to find a coherent message.
3: Now, the White House struggling to find a coherent message, absolutely. But the FBI literally, in an effort to defend themselves, literally betrayed themselves big time. So you're telling me that the FBI, this is just nothing new with Twitter? This is just, you know, standard fare for the thugs at the FBI to just meddle in companies? to embed themselves in companies, to give high security clearances to companies. We go on and on and on and on. And you look at that and you go, are you kidding me? And then at the end, in the mainstream TV report, the guy's just like, duly noted. Who cares? The FBI is criminal. We know it. Okay, he didn't say that. But his dismissive behavior was shocking. Instead of coming back and going, what a shocking report, America. Are you concerned how? He just went, oh, no big deal. (laughs) Ha, ha. It almost makes you wonder if those reporters are in bed with the FBI, too, huh? Wow. It's just very, very strange, uh, to say the least. Well, I'm telling you right now, I agree that the FBI needs to absolutely be completely shut down. It's an unconstitutional criminal under, uh, enterprise, and they have been literally of spying on Americans and violating the rights and freedoms and liberties and security and privacy of Americans for decades, and it must be. Absolutely stop. Shame on these criminals. It's unconstitutional. Shut it down, Congress. But you know what my prediction is? They'll do nothing. Sad to say, but true. All right, should we end the show on a funny note? We'll do it. We're going to play this interesting video from Rand Paul. Then when we get back, I'll wrap up, okay? Senator Rand Paul, I guess, has written his own retelling of the classic poem, Twas the night before Christmas. It's all about the one point seven $1.7 trillion omnibus criminal spending bill. And he performs it in a video that is now going viral on social media, folks. This is very interesting. But I commend Rand Paul because he mocks them a little bit. He's tried to stop them in their spending belligerence. Literally to no avail. He tries to stop them, tries to stop them. He votes against them. He stands up and tries to speak before Congress uh, about the dangers, the concerns, and they just ignore him like they did Dr. Paul before. Rand Paul, doctor. Ron Paul, his father, doctor. They've both been delivering the same message that, you know what? We are financially going down a destruction road. We cannot recover from it. They've tried to do things to prevent it, and nobody in Congress will help them. Virtually nobody. It's tragic, folks. But here is Rand Paul's, "'Twas the Night Before Christmas."
1: "'Twas the week before Christmas, and through the Senate and House, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The earmarks were hung by the chimney with care, in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. The senators were nestled all snug in their beds, while visions of pork danced in their heads. No budget was found, just mischief and debt, while the taxpayers hung their poor heads and wept. When out on the lawn there arose such a clatter, senators sprang from their oxygen. What was the matter? Away to the window they flew like a flash, tore open the shutters when they heard the word cash. The moon on the breast of the new-fallen snow gave the luster of midday to objects below when what to my wondering eyes should appear but a 4,000-page omni with endless debt, year after year. With a little old driver, so lively and quick, I knew in a moment it must be St. Nick. More rapid than eagles, his coursers they came, and he whistled and shouted and called them by name. Now McConnell! Now Schumer! Now Pelosi and Vixen! on Biden, on stupid, on dumber and blitzen. To debt, to bankruptcy, to free money for all. Now dash away, dash away, more cash for all. And then in a twinkling, I heard on the roof, the prancing and pawing of each little hoof. As the economy threatened to run aground, down the chimney, Saint Nicholas came with a bound. He was dressed all in fur from his head to his foot, and his clothes were all tarnished with ashes and soot. A bundle of earmarks he had flung on his back, an appropriator's dream opening his pack. His eyes, how they twinkled, his dimples, how merry, his cheeks were like roses, his nose like a cherry. This spending season, instead of naughty and nice, Santa brought everyone something, regardless of price. He was chubby and plump, a right jolly old elf, And I laughed when I saw him in spite of myself. a wink of his eye and a twist of his head, he said not to worry. There's always the Fed. He spoke not a word and went straight to his work. Undeterred by the debt, he turned with a jerk. For naughty Pentagon that lost billions last year, a fat stocking with extra cash and cheer. And don't forget a delicious candy cane, sweet, with $40 billion to tide over Ukraine. Because of the climate, it's not PC to leave coal. No one seems to care, because we are trillions in the hole. Don't worry about leaving the budget a mess. Democrats have given you 87,000 agents of the IRS. So St. Nick laid his finger aside his nose and giving a nod up the chimney he rose. He sprang to his sleigh, his economist agog, numbing the pain with a cup of eggnog. Up and away through the through the countries in tatters, free stuff for all, sky-high prices don't matter. His last words as the wind lifted his sleigh, if people lack money, just print, it's okay. But I heard him exclaim, ere he drove out of sight, happy bankruptcy to all. And to all, a good
3: night. Rand Paul, now Senator Rand Paul, you know, mocking them for their abuses. And, you know, uh, as their home for Christmas, many of them after they sold us all out, we need to confront our members of Congress, Republicans, Democrats from the House, from the Senate, doesn't matter we have got to literally stand against them and say you know what shame on you okay shame on you as far as i understand 12 senators sold us out on this literally ladies and gentlemen this 1.7 trillion dollar fiasco is a lame duck disaster it is loaded with so much pork so much scandal 4,100 plus pages. Nobody read it. Nobody could read it. It's not possible. Anybody who voted for it, I submit to you as a criminal. If you literally vote for legislation like that without knowing what is in it and what you voted for, you have betrayed your oath of office and you have betrayed the people. Flat out, hardcore criminal, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it's got gun control in it. It's got perverted stuff with gays and lesbians and bisexual, transgender agenda stuff in it. It has got pork everywhere in it. Uh, I mean, it's just a disaster, folks. Absolute disaster. And Rand Paul has tried to do something about it and tried to stop it and everything else, but just couldn't really get anything done. I don't even know how to respond to this. Except you've got to laugh so you don't cry. Uh, Rand Paul's video is going viral. People are realizing we need more Americans to wake up, more Americans to realize that we have been played for suckers, and we need to call a halt to the con game, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you right now, this spending is doing nothing but putting our children, our grandchildren, and so on in harm's way, and it has got to stop, and it's only we the people that can stop it. Thanks for watching. Become a member of the Constitutional Sheriff's and Peace Officers Association today, cspoa.org, I am the CEO, Sam Bushman. Sheriff Mac taking a break, but he will be back. Have no fear. God save the republic on Brideon.tv.
1: on TV. on is, is awesome. It's unapologetic. It's all about the truth. They have a great group of, of, of hosts, and, and their cast and their team is wonderful. Get out there and watch on TV. It is where you're going to
4: discover the truth.
0: Tired of being surveilled and tracked by the wireless phone companies and a rogue government? Get off the surveillance grid by turning to Volta Wireless. By plugging the Volta SIM card into your phone, you become hidden from the spy networks of AT&T, T-Mobile, Verizon, and other carriers while maintaining your full ability to place and receive phone calls and SMS texts. Go to VoltaWireless.com and use discount code BTV to save big on your first month. You get free VPN services included, plus a private messenger that's encrypted, as well as another Volta private phone number that can coexist with your current number. Learn more at VoltaWireless.com and use discount code BTV for major savings. It works with both iPhones and Android phones across 200-plus countries. Volta Wireless is the official wireless privacy sponsor of Brighteon.tv. Hi, I'm Titus. I'm Isaac. We are the Smith Brothers, and we love unsentient truth. why you need to be with Bright TV. They're so awesome. Go to Brighton TV right now. Right now.
2: In recent years, the world has only become increasingly more chaotic and uncertain disruptions to the supply chain have resulted in global food shortages, making it difficult for us to access the very resources we need to live in a functioning society. That's why it is now more important than ever to be prepared for the unexpected. Here at Brighteon and brighteonstore.com, we've made it our mission to help you and your loved ones be prepared for any emergency, which is why we are dedicated to bringing you a wide selection of ultra-clean and lab-verified superfoods supplements, preparedness items, and other health products. So support your health and this free speech platform by shopping at BrighteonStore.com today.
1: Hi, I'm James Mundy with Liberty Monks Podcast. You can find us at www.LibertyMonks.com. We love watching uncensored truth, and that's what you get when you go to Brighteon.com amazing people at Right but you get uncensored information, and you get the truth there, and that's why we're huge fans of Right
0: Town Network. SAT123.com, they have put together a really incredible package, emergency backup, communication systems, power systems, we've got sat phones, we've got uh, solar panels, and also the big
6: The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine.
3: All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you, it's crazy. Brighty on TV, Brighty on Radio, Liberty News Radio, Liberty Roundtable, LovingLiberty.net. We're all telling the tale of liberty at Christmas time, baby, and boy, is it worth it. We talked about experts who say it's time to wear masks again. They want to highlight a triple threat as they continue to try to lock us down in every way possible. Don't let them do it, folks. Stand up and be bold and say, "Uh uh-uh. Judge Peter Thompson literally shutting down Carrie Lake's case. Shame on him. The court cannot expect or accept speculation or conjecture. Well, the problem is without discovery, it's tough to get facts, ladies and gentlemen. That's the lie they're telling. They withhold everything from us and then claim we don't have any evidence. But an election investigator wins a lawsuit. Over 120,000 ballots were cast without legitimate voters. Yeah, you might soon be getting an answer, though, because of this incredible investigator where 120,000 people literally voted in the election, but now cannot be found at all. Right? Anyway, Heather Honey is the investigator that won that lawsuit, and she's getting the data. We also talked about FBI admits it medals in numerous companies. And uh, what a shame that is. The FBI needs to be dismantled, ladies and gentlemen. This is serious. What else are they involved in is the question. Alright, hour one of the can two coming up. I am Sam Bushman. God save the Republic of the United States of America.
7: Casting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Radio Talk Show.
8: I could cry.
3: Live, ladies and gentlemen, a big shout out to the crust, the cra- wow, the casting crowns. I commend them. What an incredible, riveting piece. And I don't know if you know, but I heard the bells on Christmas Day. There's a big story behind that, and several movies put out about it. They even had one in 2022. Ladies and gentlemen, I heard the bells. Very good. I went and saw it. Um, I don't know, three weeks ago in the theater. Um, anyway. Just the inspiring story behind the writing of the beloved Christmas Carol of its author, Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. And uh, what a a tremendous movie. It's been a screenplay. It's been literally everything because the story is so riveting where a man, completely faithful, good, honorable person, literally kind of like Job, loses so much. Loses faith, not like Job, by the way, but then regains faith with encouragement from loved ones, and regains faith and hope in America is the way I take it. I heard the bells on Christmas Day gives you hope for life, hope in Christ, hope for America, and man, the Casting Crowns do a phenomenal job uh, with that, to say the least. All right, welcome to the broadcast. We are live. This is the broadcast for, uh, what is it already, December the 27th? In the year of our Lord, 2022, uh, we talked yesterday, or, well, Yesterday, yeah, with Dr. Scott Bradley about a sermon delivered to Congress on the second coming of the Savior, Jesus Christ. It was delivered by John Hargrove, and uh, it was back in 1804. Uh, and it really is tremendous, ladies and gentlemen, I, I'm just telling you. But believe it or not, delivering sermons in the Capitol uh, in Washington, D.C. began in Thomas Jefferson's administration. And it continued for decades until after the Civil War, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know if you're aware of that. Uh, we mentioned it yesterday in brief, but I wanted to re highlight it because it's so critical. When we think the founders were not Christian, um when you think Thomas Jefferson, oh, man, that guy wasn't really uh, a Christian. What Baloney. They literally had in 1804 a sermon on the second coming of Jesus Christ delivered to Congress in the Capitol because they felt like it was so vital, so important, so necessary. Wow. Then you think of the casting crowns and I heard the bells on Christmas Day and you go, wow, incredible, huh? Riveting, exciting. We need to bring that back. Just imagine if they tried to do that today in the Capitol. I mean, you can't even go to the Capitol and ask for a redress of grievance anymore. Or you're a J6th conspiracy theorist, right-wing insurrectionist. They lie, huh? Wow. Anyway, what a tremendous, tremendous, godly American heritage we have. We better not lose it. Ladies and gentlemen, we better not lose it. We also talked yesterday about me and Dr. Scott Bradley and how we love the Chosen series. I love and am promoting the Chosen series every chance I get. Why? Because it's so good. So good. Uh, the question is, how do I get the Angel Studios app? Well, angel.com is one place you can go. Just A-N-G-E-L, angel.com. Or you can look for the Angels Angel Studio app on uh, iPhone store or Twitter and whatever. But they're using for these movies at Angel Studios this new revolutionary model. How do you fund things when Holly Warped wants to shut everything down, huh? Answer, you self-fund it. They're talking about the pay-it-forward model. Where if viewers want to support a show, they have the option to, quote, pay it forward so that it'll stay free for future viewers. You're not only allowing it to be free for future viewers to be able to watch, but you're also, with the pay it forward model, giving them the funding for their next movie. Well, it's just tremendous what they're doing with this, ladies and gentlemen. It is just incredible. And I'm just telling you right now, Angel.com. Look, you remember VidAngel of yesteryear that got attacked by Holly Warped, and there was a big old lawsuit in battle, and they eventually had to change the way it worked. You used to buy a movie, and then you could watch it, and then you could sell it back to the studio. Uh, and it turned out that you were just renting it for a little bit. Uh, but they made you buy it and then sell it back because of the laws. Well, anyway, Holly Warped went psychotic. Uh, because VidAngel Angel, uh, one, was selling movies and then buying them back. And they said you can't do that. And they were cutting out, you know, sex scenes and swearing and all the things that, you know, violence. And uh, Anyway, they had incredible filters that really let you watch movies uh, but get rid of the worst of the movies. And, man, Hollywood doesn't want that. They want to shove this pornography and this perverted and all this violence. They want to shove it down your throat. And so VidAngel got stopped. They changed the model slightly to where they could comply with the law, but man, it costs so much money. But the folks that are involved in VidAngel are the same folks that are involved in Angel Studios and The Chosen. These are the people that have just done a tremendous job. I mean, they're so good. So good. Uh, And now they've created this pay-it-forward model, raising literally millions and millions and millions of dollars to go towards... uh, God-ordained programming is what I might call it. Moral content. They're known as the dry bar comedy people, which means clean comedy. They're known as the VidAngel people. They're now known as the people that uh, syndicate Tuttle Twins from my dear friend Connor Boyack. Uh, They're the ones. Neil Harmon was the CEO of VidAngel, and now his family and brothers are involved in this Angel Studios. But The Chosen is just riveting. If you haven't seen it, you gotta watch it. They're in season three. They just released episode three on Christmas Day, and man, it's good. Quick pause. Back in seconds. I am Sam Bushman. This is the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live.
1: This is a battle, a battle between truth and deceit
10: TheEpicTimes.com Have you ever had great honey? No, I mean really good, all-natural, raw honey? Well, now you can, thanks to LocalHoneyMan.com we can ship out our locally made honey all across the U.S. So don't worry, you won't miss out. Plus, local Honeyman has so many different flavors, like Utah Wildflower, High Desert Delight, Happy Valley, and Blackberry, just to name a few. So purchase your delicious raw honey today at
11: localhoneyman.com. Scott Bradley here. Most Americans are painfully aware that the nation is on the wrong track and in dire straits. Unfortunately, most political pundits only nibble around the edges when they claim to address the issues. Even worse, many of the so-called solutions are simply rewarmed servings of what got us into the mess we currently face. And the politicians think we're so gullible and naive that we'll buy their lies that they have reformed and now understand where they led us astray. Unfortunately, the truth of the matter is that they simply wish to continue to hold power. The solution to America's challenges is found in returning to the timeless principles found in the United States Constitution. My book and lecture series will reawaken in Americans an understanding and love of the principles which made this nation the freest, most prosperous, happiest, and most respected nation on earth. Visit topreservethenation.com and order my book and lectures to begin the restoration of this great nation.
7: promoting God family and country you are listening to Liberty Roundtable radio
9: let it be Christmas every in the hearts of all people, both near and afar, Christmas everywhere, feel the love of the season wherever you are, on the small country roads lined with green mistletoe, big city streets where a thousand lights glow, let it be Christmas everywhere, let heaven The gold and the silver, the green and the red, Christmas everywhere. In the smiles of all children, asleep in their beds, in the eyes of young babies, their first snow. elderly's memories that never grow old. Let it be Christmas everywhere. Let heavenly. The songs that we sing and the gifts that we bring Christmas everywhere. In what this day means and what we believe from the sandy white beaches where blue water rolls, snow covered mountains and valleys below.
3: There you have it, Alan Jackson. Country music is one of the only places where you can find good moral songs uh, and real Christmas cheer. Now, I get that the stuff of old and, and, and that kind of stuff is very Christmasy, but, you know, in modern times, uh, you know, people try to do Christmas. They don't do it right. <clears throat> country stars oftentimes get it right. Now, I know there's a lot of country songs that are negative and drinking and leaving your lover and all this kind of stuff, but there's a lot of good country music. Alan Jackson is proof. Uh, and there he is, uh, poor Alan Jackson has a very serious, uh, I can't remember what the name of it is, but it's a central nervous uh, inherited condition, uh, and he's unable to perform like he used to, and uh, it's a sad tale for Alan Jackson, but man, God bless his soul. Great music, great songs, great information, just just tremendous. Uh, all right, I want to play this, Paul, and you say, Sam, why are you playing so much stuff? because I want it to be super Christmassy. That's really the reason why. (laughs) Yeah, I want to really focus on Christmas, folks, a little bit longer. You say, Sam, Christmas is over. Everybody's going back to work. I know, I know, I know. But folks, can't we just hold on to it just a little longer? That's our hope. So here's Paul Harvey with a Christmas story, The Man and the Birds.
12: The man I'm talking about was not a Scrooge now. He was a kind, a decent, a mostly good man, generous to his family and upright in his dealings with other men, but he just did not believe in all of that incarnation stuff which the churches proclaim at Christmas time. It just did not make sense. And he was too honest to pretend otherwise. He could not swallow the Jesus story about God coming to earth as a man. He told his wife i'm truly sorry to distress you but i'm just not going with you to church this christmas eve he said he'd feel like a hypocrite that he'd much rather just stay home but that he would wait up for them so he stayed and they went to the midnight service now shortly after the family drove away in the car snow began to fall he went to the window to watch the flurries getting heavier and heavier then he went back to his fireside chair began to read his newspaper minutes later he was startled by a thudding sound, and then another, then yet another. At first, he thought somebody must be throwing snowballs against the living room window. But when he went to the front door to investigate, he found a flock of birds huddled out there miserably in the snow. They had been caught in the storm. In a desperate search for shelter, they had tried to fly through his large landscape window. That was what had been making the sound. Well, he couldn't let those poor creatures just lie there and freeze. So he remembered the barn where his children stabled their pony. That would provide a warm shelter. All he would have to do is direct the birds into that shelter. Quickly, he put on a coat and galoshes, and he tramped through the deepening snow to the barn, and he opened the doors wide. And inside the barn he turned on a light so the birds would know the way in. But the birds did not come in. So he figured that food would entice them. He went back into the house and fetched some breadcrumbs and sprinkled those on the snow, making a trail of breadcrumbs to the yellow-lighted, wide-open doorway of the stable. But to his dismay, the birds ignored the breadcrumbs. The birds just continued to flop around helplessly in the snow. He tried catching them. He could not. He tried shooing them into the barn by walking around them, waving his arms, but instead they scattered in every direction, every direction except into the warm-lighted barn. And that's when he realized that they were afraid of him. They were afraid of him. To him he reasoned, I'm a strange, terrifying creature. If only I could think of some way to let them know that they can trust me, that I'm not trying to hurt them but to help them. But how? Any move he made tended to frighten them and confuse them. They just would not follow. They would not be led or shooed because they feared him. And he thought to himself, if only I could be a bird now, if I could be a bird and mingle with them, and speak their language, and tell them not to be afraid, then I could show them the way to the safe, warm barn. But I would have to be one of them, wouldn't I? So they could see, and hear, and understand. At that moment, the church bells began to ring. The sound reached his ears above the sounds of the wind. And he stood there listening to the bells, Desta fidelis, listening to the bells, pealing the glad tidings of Christmas And he sank to his knees in the snow. Paul Harvey, I hope for you and those you love, this will be a wonderfully merry Christmas.
3: There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. I want to extend Christmas as long as I possibly can. How about you? Is it lost on you, the story of the birds? Or did you get the symbolism? The Savior Jesus Christ came among us to be one of us. To show us the way. Will we heed his clarion call? My prayers, the answer is a resounding yes indeed. This is Liberty Roundtable Live.
7: Pursuing Liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio.
5: USA News, I'm Lance Pry. Journalist David Zweig released a new round of internal Twitter files showing that the Biden White House rigged the COVID debate by censoring information that was inconvenient to government policy discrediting doctors and experts who proved the administration's narratives wrong. Zweig pointed out that the administration even targeted ordinary users who shared embarrassing data from the CDC. At least 25 people have died as a result of the winter storm in Buffalo, New York, with officials saying the number could rise. Across the country, one million energy customers lost power and thousands of flights were canceled. Southwest Airlines canceled more than two-thirds of its flights Monday and plans to slash its schedules today and Wednesday. The cancellations have stranded thousands of customers. New York Governor Kathy Hochul on the devastation from the once-in-a-lifetime storm in the Empire State.
2: Fortunately, we know that there will be more numbers that will be being unveiled as soon as they're actually confirmed. But this, there is substantial, significant, and devastating loss of life as a result of this winter storm.
5: Incoming Representative George Santos, the Republican from New York, admitted in two interviews Monday to embellishing parts of his resume and said he intends to be sworn in at the start of a new Congress on January 3rd. Santos has been accused of lying about the facts on his resume. A senior product manager at Microsoft posted a screenshot of a version of Notepad with tabs, allowing users to have multiple instances open at once. It was removed from Twitter within minutes. Microsoft had previously tested tab features on Notepad across all Windows apps, but the project was canceled and never shipped to Windows 10 users. The new feature may be included in future versions of Windows 10 or 11. Four college football games today. The first one starts at noon Eastern. USA News.
7: The holidays are here. Achieve gifting greatness when you give perfectly aged, tender, delicious Omaha Steaks. The steak experts at Omaha Steaks have curated special gift packages to take the guesswork out of gifting and make you a holiday hero. Go to omahasteaks.com and take advantage of 50% off site-wide. Plus, use code TREAT at checkout to get an additional $40 off your order. Send an assortment of mouth-watering favorites guaranteed to impress, like the legendary butcher's cut filet mignon, air-chilled boneless chicken, ultra Juicy burgers, even easy to prepare, ready in a flash. Comfort meals. Omaha Steaks is ready to ship your order right away, so shop early and beat the shipping rush. Go to omahasteaks.com and use promo code TREAT at checkout. Omaha Steaks is a gift from the heart, remembered with every unforgettable bite. Order with complete confidence today, knowing you're ordering the very best. Visit omahasteaks.com. Get 50% off site wide. Plus, use promo code TREAT at checkout to get that extra forty dollars off your order. Minimum order may be required.
13: By now in New York City There's snow on the ground And out in California The sunshine's falling down And maybe down in Memphis Grace land's all in light. And in Atlanta, Georgia There's peace on earth tonight Christmas in Dixie It's snowing in the pines Merry Christmas from Dixie To everyone tonight The kids are out of school There's magic in Motown The city's on the move In Jackson, Mississippi To Charlotte, Carolina nation it's a peaceful christmas time
3: all right ladies and gentlemen christmas sam day bushman day. on your radio you know what's fascinating and the reason that i love that song so much uh, is it really highlights the whole country and the way we celebrate christmas but there's very few artists in modern day who have created unique country songs uh, christmas songs In this case, a country song, but Christmas songs. Look, how many modern Christmas songs are there compared to uh, the Christmas songs we've heard for our whole lives and for multi-generations? Merry Christmas, Christmas, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, How many people who have really created a new, unique Christmas song in modern times? And the answer is very few. Really, very few artists have. A lot of artists redo the classics, but how many really double down and create their own Christmas song? Uh, anyway, very, very classy Alabama uh, doing a great job, ladies and gentlemen. I just really, and the Paul Harvey Christmas story, legendary. Paul Harvey was one of the most important broadcasters. Sadly, he was one of the people that were was able to break into the mainstream because he did so long ago and then stay there, but keep his commitment to God, family, and country. He was a real broadcaster, ladies and gentlemen. He brought up unique news, fun news, uh, educational news, anecdotal news, news just rich with symbolism uh, and information. The guy was just incredible. His delivery was just unmatched, and he got into the business early enough, a long time ago, where you could talk about Christ, God, family, country, normal, and still be respected and revered. Uh, Sadly, now, if I say the same things Paul Harvey said, they'd kick me off the air if they had the ability to. The only reason they can't kick me off the air, ladies and gentlemen, is because we own our own radio and TV networks and such, and we're with like-minded friends. So really, this is a shout-out to support the broadcasters, support what we do. Give us a Christmas present. I don't mean to beg for your money. I'll support my family with my own day job. But I really need your support to grow our presence in the media. What we do is so vital. Uh, and anyway, a, a throwback to the Paul Harvey days, and I commend him. And I hope the symbolism of the birds uh, and the following of Jesus Christ is not lost on you. Anyway, Alabama Christmas and Dixie. I love it. For those of you who think big tech has been a little more, quote, big brotherish lately, there's a reason for it. Did you know that? <laughs> Yeah, there's a big list. It's called the Big List of Former Federal Agents Now Working for Big Tech. So many in the FBI that work there, they have their own Slack channel. It's so crazy. Uh, It is shocking. They even shut down the channel to the voice of a sitting President Donald Trump because his opinion about the 2020 election did not agree with theirs. Think about that kind of censorship in America to shut down a sitting president. They claimed he violated their terms of service, but it's a lie. Now that we get Elon Musk's information, we know that he didn't violate it. In fact, the CEO at the time, Jack Dorsey, didn't even know they shut him down. Well, when he got back, he was all aboard, so we're not getting him off the hook. But look at that. Of course, the corporations, ladies and gentlemen, called the speech they censored quote disinformation right but the American public has now learned since or understands that that accusation itself was a lie and was false news fake news disinformation yeah isn't that shocking the FBI literally interfered in the 2020 election by telling tech companies to suppress reporting about the scandals revealed by that abandoned laptop. In fact, the reports turned out all to be true, not false, like the FBI said. Well, that brings up the fundamental question, did the FBI know they were false? Yes. Did they know the laptop information was accurate and true? Yes. They literally, in my opinion, tampered with an election. Probably the most prominent in the group was a guy by the name of Jim Baker who used to work at the CIA and for a time, believe it or not, was Twitter's lawyer. Imagine you get your lawyer from the CIA. Wow. Michael Schellenberger uh, revealed how the FBI... Literally met with Jim Baker ahead of the 2020 presidential election. So you meet with Twitter's lawyer, where he convinced others that the materials from the Biden laptop was Russian disinformation. But the bottom line is they got caught lying now. Is Jim Baker going to prison? Probably not, but I think he should. Believe it or not, the Daily Mail is the one that has assembled this long list of former federal agents now working at big tech companies. It's not just Twitter. It's everywhere. And as we documented last hour on TV with a video, it's not just Twitter. The FBI treats a ton of companies the same way. When Twitter uh, made these allegations via Elon Musk, documenting the truth, the FBI tried to defend itself by saying, oh, don't worry, that's what we do all the time to everybody. They hoped to minimize what they're doing, but the truth is they've just normalized what they're doing, pretending it's normal and okay and acceptable. Oh, we've been doing this for decades to a lot of people. That doesn't change that the American people did not know, and that doesn't change that it's criminal. That you literally tampered with elections. You literally violated free speech. You really created criminal activity because nobody can get redress of grievance in the courts. They can't get redress of grievance at the Capitol. In fact, if you go to the Capitol, you'll be dubbed a terrorist and a domestic threat and an insurrectionist. Along with Donald Trump and everybody else that tried to go and get to the truth, right? That is the problem, right? That is the serious, serious problem indeed. It's tragic. I don't know what you do about all of it, but uh, I will say this. It is sad to see this happening in America. And let me tell you what the saddest part of it all is, Right? Uh, That no one seems to be doing enough about it to create accountability. Right? It's a tragedy. I don't know what can be done. Anyway, I thought I'd bring that to your attention. It is scary in my mind what's being done in the name of we do this all the time or it's okay or whatever Whatever terms the government tries to justify, in my opinion, highlights the abuses that must be stopped. We need to call for the end, the complete shutdown and criminal prosecution of the FBI.
10: Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies, John 8:44. 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the line of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries.
6: Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money?
5: Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins?
14: a tail as big as a kite Said the little lamb to the shepherd boy Do you hear what I hear? Do you hear what I hear? Ringing through the sky shepherd boy Do you hear what I hear? Do you hear what I hear? The song Oh.
3: gentlemen that is an exciting song it's one of my favorite christmas songs ever that along with mary did you know along with alabama's christmas and dixie i've been playing some of my favorite songs casting crowns doing a phenomenal job just great christmas music ladies and gentlemen and i'm trying to do this because look christmas needs to be extended the feeling the spirit The humility, the desire, the pay-it-forward attitude people have really is something to behold. And everybody else uh, on Christmas Day did their shows and or before Christmas did Christmas shows. I'm trying to do some of mine with Dr. Scott Bradley on Monday and now today, really after Christmas, intentionally to extend the season in one of my favorite Christmas movies. Uh, What's it called? Uh, and, uh, man, the name slips my mind. It's um, in that movie, though, uh, there's a guy who loves Christmas and a girl hates Christmas. And eventually she gets converted to loving Christmas. And he talks to her and he says, you know, the saddest day is December the 26th. And they say, why? What the heck? Uh, well, he says that because it's the day after Christmas and people just go back to normal life. Well, that's why I want... Oh, the movie's called It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year. I think that's what the movie's called. It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year. It's one of my favorite Christmas movies. Uh, In there, it's a good movie. And one of the characters in there is the Fonz. You know, from Happy Days, if you're old enough. (laughs) uh, Anyway, the Fonz is in there and stuff. It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year. Um and he he does a wonderful job in this whole movie but anyway so the guy's saddest day is is December the 26th i can see why right um but that's why we try to preserve it a little longer and so that's why we do that's why we do our shows kind of after christmas on purpose all right i've got an interesting uh tidbit for Christmas that might bring some hope to some of you. You know, the problem is that it's very hard to buy a home. It's about impossible to buy a home these days. The cost is so exorbitant. House prices are just through the roof. Interest rates are through the roof as well. It is rough. But there's a New York Times article which gives me a little bit of hope that I wanted to bring to your attention. By the way, go check out It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year movie. It's a really good movie, by the way. Anyway, the headline for the New York Times is called Turning Empty Offices into Potential Housing, New York Times, and they say vast amounts of real estate are a crisis for building owners, but some politicians and business leaders hope they can be converted into something new and transform downtown neighborhoods. Now listen carefully to this. this. These numbers are shocking to me. They say there's about 998 million, 998 million square feet of office real estate across the United States that's available. Did you know that? And in search of a tenant. That's thousands of old cubicles, conference rooms, pantries, cafeterias, sitting mostly quiet. That's a vast amount of empty space, ladies and gentlemen. Nearly 13% of the market that could be turned into two-bedroom apartments, big box retailers, boutique hotels, community college classrooms, or even studios for artists, they say. Wow. That's that's crazy. That that amount I'm hesitating because the numbers are just shocking. Nine hundred and ninety-eight million square feet, and that's only thirteen percent of the market. Nearly thirteen percent of the market, they say. Think about that. That number's staggering. To someone like me. (laughs) But here's where the hope comes, right? They say at least that's what city government, governments and developers are discussing with more and more urgency. As researchers estimate, listen, this is interesting. As researchers estimate that office value will plunge 39% from pre-pandemic levels. That number is just Staggering to someone like me, you know, I've been mortgage licensed and I've dealt with real estate a lot in my life I've never been a real estate licensed real estate agent, but I have been an investor. I've been a landlord. I've been a mortgage broker I've been insurance licensed. Okay, and They say that all that could be turned into all these different things as researchers estimate that office values will plunge 39%. Now, if they do that, it'll save the business sector to a great degree. What looks like a catastrophe to many business owners presents an opportunity and a possible possible catalyst for converting some of the older office space to new uses and transforming downtown neighborhoods. In the areas where people can live, especially as the United States, now this is another interesting tidbit, faces a deficit of more than 300 home deficit. Can you believe that? The United States right now has a deficit of more than 3 million homes. Why is that? Because of the pandemic, we couldn't keep up with building because of the, uh, you know, shortage of supplies, the skyrocketing cost of building materials. I mean, there's a lot of reasons. But think about that. Three million homes. You can say, well, that's not that much, Sam. It's only three million. Yeah, but when you think about the average person lives with other people, right? I mean, some people live alone, but a lot of people, there's three, four, five people in the home oftentimes, what do they say, a typical family of four, mom, dad, two kids? Well, if you times that 3 million and four people per home, what are you talking about, 1.2 million people? No, wait, 300 million homes, 1.2 billion? I don't see how that's possible. Something's wrong. Oh, I'm sorry, 3 million. So it'll be 6 million, it'd be... Uh, shoot, trying to figure this out. Four people per home, three million homes. What's that? 12 million people uh, misplaced or struggling to get a home. That's just the deficit of the homes, not counting the cost of homes. There's a lot of homes for sale that people just can't afford. City and business leaders from New York, Chicago, Philadelphia, and Seattle are all working on this. Last month, they began a series of meetings about this uh, by the Brookings Institution. That's who conducted the meetings, where they will exchange ideas on re-envisioning the future of their downtown business districts. Members of the group are gathering data on the downtown share of jobs. Wow. Our prayers are that somehow we can find a way to deal with these crises that are affecting all of us. We're flat out of time. Mary, did you know one of my favorite, favorite hymns? Merry Christmas to you from us at Liberty Roundtable Live. God save the Republic of the United States of America. And Merry Christmas.